we're actually we're gonna st- <laughs> we're starting with that. Darryl. With you, yeah, with you. With <laughs> okay. well, we are rolling. You kind of sounded like Goofy's dad for a second, like for like a split second. That's a compliment. That that movie sits well in my childhood. Um, that goofy movie. Yeah, it's one of my fucking. favorite movies of all time. Yeah. Okay. We're, we're, well, let's just start there because they have the coolest fucking dance like yes. scenes in that. In that, is that like partly why? Yes. I mean, yeah. and the the music. You know, it's like I am. I was born in the late eighties. I'm such a nineties kid, mm-hmm. and I love nineties music yeah. and like. I mean, Tevin Campbell as yeah. the voice, like, it's just, like, 90s yeah. R&B wow, Tevin Campbell. realness. Like, all of that. Yeah. Like, give me that high scrouting. Give me the belting. Give me the dance moves. The great father-son story. Holy shit. All the things you yeah. want. Yeah. Yeah, no, shows, I mean, from the 90s for me, Fresh Prince. Absolutely. Um, God. Uh, yeah. I mean, that was probably, oh, um, and of course, um, uh, I guess that's early 2000s like shows like like the Bernie Mac show My Wife and Kids and I guess yep. because they were literally airing as I was growing up mm-hmm. um, you know uh, um, then I had to like go back watch all the Martin shows uh, and god but yeah anyway off of TV shows no Goofy <laughs> Movie yo I like because some of them are just like physically impossible yes. the dance moves i remember as a kid still like trying to like fucking do them yes and it's like oh but like my my arm can't like literally like you cannot like go like 40 feet above your feet like and like you're you know it's a fucking animated movie for people listening if you don't but like that dance from that like <laughs> that like what is it? Uh, fly fishing? Yeah, yeah, that yeah. The whole the hook. cast. Yeah, so yeah, the, the cast. The cast, cast or the perfect cast. That's what it is. Yeah, like, but also, I mean, I live for that. Also, just yeah. like as a dance educator. Yeah. With the idea of like, I use things like that when I teach my students, like yeah. how to make choreography. A great yeah. way to start is looking at gesture and yeah. things that you do in everyday life. <laughs> and so like, I love something like that as a tool, even to talk to like, younger students i use that often it's like remember that it's like it was the perfect catch and like if you put that with music there's a dance Um, you made a move of vocabulary so like i think i was also as a kid drawn to that for that reason too and then also like also like i was like i said a 90s kid and i was a dancer from the time i came out of Mm -hmm. my mother um and so like the whole like tour and backup dancer thing was cool to me them going to a concert was really exciting to me. Also, like, you know, I was a Disney kid. So, yeah. like, them going Who to that it? weird, like, um, you know, thing in the South, that, like, animal alligator park thing, and, like, all of that was interesting. It's like, I went to Chuck E. Cheese. So, like, that whole yep. situation was, like, so meta for me then as a kid. Like, I loved it. Yeah. I just loved it. And then, like, the faux, like, teenage angst. Like, yeah. <laughs> I love that also, it being, like, eight or nine. Like, yeah, yeah dad. Yeah. Mm. yeah. <laughs> Like very much that. <laughs> yeah, no, dude. I, 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 I was a Disney kid too until like the shows started getting like uh, it was um whenever like they started making shit like uh, Life with Derek. Like I don't even do you know do you, like I'm like start, I'm too old for that. Okay, no, they, they just they just you know you know what's weird. I, so so they they I think it was like a number of like kind of like step brother step sister mm. shows and like more family shows that like try to create like complex dynamics but they would be executed in 
for lack of a better word, like like in a kind of a, a cringy way, yes. where like a lot of them felt like the the there were um uh like love interests. Like oh. the writers didn't know how to like write an oh. intimate brother sister relationship. Right. It and it came off as romantic. Right. But yeah, no, there's just anyway. I uh, you know, but there's it just came this off like it's like what is it? Flowers in the attic, like that <laughs> whole vibe. Yeah, no. So yeah, that's that's when like uh, Disney shit got weird for me. And actually, you know, because I I I want to go down more uh in terms of i guess since we like started there just like how you think animation has uh impacted dance but before that let the people know who's who's talking oh i am napoleon gladney i'm a human and i'm from los (laughs) angeles um i don't know california boy worked in the arts entertainment industry my whole life um in dance predominantly i currently am an instructor a faculty member a mentor at hushin college in downtown los angeles um and then i'm also a curator um, and programmer and producer for Musical Center for the Arts at Chapman University. And then I'm also a managing director for Los Angeles Contemporary Dance Company. So I kind of work in different parts of the industry, have worked in different parts of the industry uh, as a performer and behind the scenes. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm just like, I like to bake and I'm trying to be a vegetarian or a faux vegan right now because yeah. I've been watching a lot of documentaries about oh, meat and yeah. the things and I'm like, I'm a horrible person. Yeah. I need to stop eating meat. So that's why I've avoided watching my, my journey. The, the documentaries because I don't want to be convinced. Stay away from seaspiracy. Okay. You will not want to eat seafood for the rest <laughs> of your life. Oh, no. Fuck. Uh, my, my neighbor who we were talking about um, earlier, she was the one she was like, um, uh, yeah, dude, I'm like never eating seafood again. She yeah. said she watched uh, Sea Spiracy. Yep. Yeah. So um, Correct. I will be not watching. Yeah, if you sea like Spiracy. meat, don't watch that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For now, you know, red lobster bits, biscuits and the soup. You know, it's got the clams in it. Can't really, um, I, mean, I don't know. It's too early to sacrifice that in life. Hey, we make our my, choices. My 20s. Like, like be, being vegan, like, like when I'm like 40, like had all the meat like hundreds and hundreds get it of out, times. Get it done. Okay. Yeah. You're like the yeah. meat eating period yeah. of the twenties. It, it, it'll be like like losing like like as a guy, just like uh losing like your sexual drive <laughs> over time. Just eating less and less meat over I time. Mean, yeah. That's real. Yeah. I mean I yeah, I, I'm on that journey a little bit. I'm yeah. just like over it. Yeah. I'm definitely I'm in my thirties and I'm like, yeah. Yeah. I've had yeah. all the meats. Yeah. Let me explore vegetables <laughs> yeah. again. Yeah. I'll, I'll be there someday. Maybe. Yeah, probably. Okay, it's good Thanks, for man. the environment and all the things. <laughs> no, but um, okay. Well, cool. Yeah. So Napoleon, he is. You are. Um, uh, you know, I, it's cool because I, I said this to you before we started that you're not just a dancer. You, um, you know, obviously work for dance um, on an institutional level, and um, you're a managing director at, at one place and doing all this stuff. You teach. You're a mentor. Um, so you have like a lot of perspective from dance, not just, you know, the physical aspect, but it, the culture, um, which you said some amazing shit, like before we even started. Um, and uh, yeah, we're still going to get to an, uh, dance within animation, mm-hmm. but like just to let people know, like, I guess what we mentioned before it started, I realized that probably like 90% of the planet uh, every day does some type of thing that is a dance move, whether like you're tapping your finger to, you know, something or you're just like nodding your head, like probably 90% of the planet. You, you probably like, I like 
involuntarily like dance yep. when I'm eating something I like. Yes. And then I'll be like, damn, I just fucking did the whole thriller yes, you did. sequence. Like just eating fucking like, I, you know, but, but yeah, you won't even realize it's it. It's such a huge part yeah. of our lives. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. that, that's cool as fuck. But yeah, no, I, so to, to get to, um, uh, dance and animation. That's interesting because how how much do you think that has had an impact in terms of kids and maybe them wanting to dance and also maybe even like the creativity of dance, seeing something that can break like the physical limitations? How does that impact dance as a whole in your eyes? I mean, there's so many ways to go at it. It's like personally, when I was a kid, um, dance was a really big tool for me to be able to communicate. Mm -hmm. um, and then also a great way for me to channel my energy um, as a kid. I had a lot of energy. I was always literally dancing around and my parents were like, we're putting you in sports and in dance yeah, yeah. Um, because wow. no homo. But, um, <laughs> you know, it was the 90s. They did what they had to do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I feel like it's that thing of having an outlet to channel my energy and all the things um, was helpful for me. Um, but also like, it like, Dance is a part of everything, yeah. and yeah. I think people don't. I mean, I think some people realize it more than they that others do. And it's like dance, like you said. I think most people are doing something dance related with throughout their day. Yeah. If it's re in reaction to music, if it's oh, yeah. dancing, you know, happy dance. Yeah. We do sad dances. We do. We have movements that express like when we're angry. We have like pouting and crossing yeah. our arms. I feel like kids are the best dancers. Yeah. They yeah. use gesture so much. Like that's all it is, right? You're communicating through movement and intention, and someone's understanding it. Then there's like the more I don't know. It's like we use it for communication. I mean, a wave. I mean, you know. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, there's just so many things. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, it's, yeah, it's a huge part of what we do and who we are. And yeah, it just shows up in so many parts of our lives and finding ways for people to connect with yeah. it, I think is really important, yeah. which I think is such a cool thing about, well, right now with uh, social media and yeah. uh, TikTok and IG and like all of these things and Snapchat and finding ways for like the the media influencer that is of a dance background I think is really big and it's something yeah. that I think is discounted and erased a little bit is the fact that these are dancers mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, you know a lot of the you know the top earners or most influential folks on TikTok are dancers that are 15 to 18 years old right yeah, yeah. and it's like people kids nowadays say they want to be a, a social media influencer yeah. but I think a lot of times it's like from where I sit it's like a lot of kids want to be yeah. dancers you know yeah. they want to be choreographers they want to be creative directors they yeah. have these ideas they have these movements they hear music they interpret things in different ways and they have a tool now to get those things out mm. to share it with others for it to have like this um build yeah um and just build a momentum in that way yeah. but i think that like speaks back too to like the social dances of the 50s and 60s and 70s it's like the twist and the watutsi and all the yeah. things that our yeah. parents did and the jerk and they're all those popular songs and american bandstand and like looking at the commodification of dance and the selling of dance as a thing within itself um but i think the thing that's cool now is like looking at um, influencers in the content space and a lot of um, these influencers that are making these viral dance mm -hmm. things are, are young black kids which mm -hmm. is dope and mm -hmm. they're now being able to have a spotlight I think there was a hiccup in um, what was it a few weeks ago when um, the late show had uh, like a social media someone on it and she was doing a bunch of the like really popular TikTok dances but the thing was, you know, she didn't do it with a lot of sauce on it. Uh, uh, yeah. And everyone was like, number one, she's not giving it with the spice. But yeah. then also, we're the creators of this, yeah. the black kids that did that. And so they have to go back. You know, it became a whole conversation about, and I think, 
about dance and ownership of movement, the creation of movement. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And who has the ownership of it and then who's able to capitalize on it. Yeah. Cause it's like, you can do a dance on TikTok. You don't have to give credit and then it just grows and grows and yeah. grows without giving that credit to that right. original person. Um, so yeah, I think there's like all these really cool ways that people can connect with it, use it as a tool, mm-hmm. um, use it as a resource. You know, yeah. people are able to use it to, bring in money for themselves or pull themselves out of situation or communicate what they need or want. You know, there's things like crump or, you know, expressions that are based out of, um, out of strife, out of social justice. Like there are so many different ways of moving Mm -hmm. the body, Mm -hmm. um, ways of challenging sex and sensuality, uh, gender roles, like with things like, um, I don't know, like we're twerking, like there's just ways, heels is becoming a big part of the dance space right now. Like looking at gender, like dance can do all of these things and speak to all of those things without saying a word. Um, and I think that's what's really exciting about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. No, it, it is, um, yeah, that last part you're saying without saying a word, um, I don't know. Yeah, there's nothing like it in terms of just pure expression. Uh, there, there's there's nothing like it. I think even when you're singing, because we hear words from our voices as well, and just everything we talk about, um, there's something less like innocent about singing in terms of like uh, you're you're looking for an agenda hmm. when you're just hearing someone say anything, whether they're right. just talking or singing. But with dance, it's like how could there be an agenda to this? Like if you if so, you just like. <laughs> I don't know, like if you're, if you're dancing, if you're expressing something through dance, you can't like, I mean, singing is literally putting into words what is being expressed, but you know, you, with, with dance, it actually just has to be conveyed and the, the person receiving it actually has to try to understand. Um, and I guess, but that's also cool in that uh, multiple messages yes. uh, can come from that as yeah. well. And so, I think that's the thing that's really cool about dance. But the thing that's super challenging about it, I think people often feel like because music is so, um, what is it, descriptive of itself? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, especially pop music, uh, you know, you are told what it's about and what to feel and all the things. And dance is much more up for interpretation. And oftentimes, even though a choreographer or someone has an intention behind a movement, and that's clear to them, I think in general, like the performance and presentation of dance, there is this gray area built in. So what you're getting out of it can be completely different from what I, my intention as the creator of this movement could be, and they are all right. And I think that's the thing that scares people about mm-hmm. dance. A lot of times when people um, don't understand dance, they, they don't like dance, yeah. they don't get dance, yeah. they say that they want, um, they say they don't know what's happening or they don't understand exactly what's going on. And we ask like, well, what did you see? And leave it, leave it at that. And people don't want that. They want, right. well, I need to be told exactly what it is. It's like a play. The play has a plot. It has mm-hmm. a beginning, middle, and end. These things lead to this. We know the structure. We know the blah, blah, blah. No, in dance, it's like, it could be, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and I think that scares people and yeah. people are like, oh, I don't, I don't want to engage with this thing because I don't want to be wrong. Yeah. But we're all very, I think in general, the community is very open and is like built into it. It's like a part of the DNA of dance. It's like, it could mean so much right. and it can mean everything and nothing at the same time. Um, and that's yeah. a beautiful place to be in it. But people don't want to be in that space, which I think is scary for people um, or to be told like you don't have mm-hmm. to there's no right mm-hmm. or wrong 
what you see or what you feel is what you see or feel, and that's okay, which I think is a beautiful thing. But yeah. for some people, that is like, oh shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. No. Yeah. Absolutely. That that that's always a tough one to wrap your head around. Like when you have to like relearn in different situations. Like, oh, you yeah. know, um, some people actually need that very uh, clear direction in in things. It's uh, you know that it's probably the same in music too. That's why we have uh, conductors and shit like that, like people to really establish what the fuck is going on. Um, man, I have like a million things running through uh, uh, my head, but now I'm, I'm, um, it's so random, but how, like the economy of dance, if in terms of how music impacts dance, I'm wondering in the 2008 to like 20, 12 era where dance and rap dance and hip-hop and like making dances obviously soldier boy is one of like the the big ones you can think of how does that if music decides to go in a dance era how does that affect the dance world in terms of like lit like literally like employment opportunities or the like prioritizing dance at like like what what does that do to the to the dance world yeah i mean i think when we're talking about dance in relationship to music and especially like diving even further like looking at dance in relationship to pop music um and like the commercial dance industry as we call it i yeah i think there is a direct tie um between the two and then also looking at that time period of like 2008 2012 is the rise of youtube and so i think something that we saw with something like soldier boy is that that was one of the first viral Mm -hmm dance videos right Mm -hmm. and so you have an artist like soldier boy and so you see i mean even in the music video right you saw the kids that were becoming popular on youtube from doing the dance for the thing so it's like that very meta thing started with that and so you know a lot of the choreo i mean just looking at it a lot of the choreographers that are really big and working right now um, your Sean Bankheads, who choreographs for Missy Elliott and uh, Cardi B, and like your Jaquel Knights, who work with Megan The Stallion, yeah. and your Charm Ladonnas, who work with like Rosalia. Can, can I just say like like with Missy Elliott, and um, at least just from uh, growing up and how iconic her dance yep. stuff is. I imagine. Um, that that's so interesting, and I I do want you to continue. I yeah. just had to like comment on that that um, it's certain like musicians that m- maybe would rank maybe you Missy Elliott is not in your all time uh, musician list. Yeah, in terms is. of just like no 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 not, no well like to to or just like anybody yeah. who, who like knows yeah 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 I mean she's got some bops you know but but like okay maybe she's not up there in terms of like just pure music yeah. in on your list but from a dance perspective. Um, if you told, I imagine if you told someone like, yeah, and like, I'm like, uh, um, you know, putting the, the, the dances together, uh, for Missy Elliott, that has like such a crazy different rank in terms of like the iconicness behind that. Like that, that's, that's insane in that, that, um, you know, Soulja Boy now in, in the social media world is, is respectfully kind of a a joke, you know, but, but. (laughs) You know, like 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 if you were back in 08 or 2008, you're like, yo, like I'm putting together the team that's going to like do the Soldier Boy with Soldier Boy at the 09 Grammys or whatever. Like that's a big ass deal. Yeah. Like he might not be the biggest musician, but for the dance world, like 
it, it could it's funny how like random artists could be like the best opportunities yeah i mean your 15 minutes is your 15 minutes yeah. you know that bop is that bop yeah yeah um yeah and like a big part of dance in the commercial space is also artist development yeah um you know those a lot of those artists you know it takes time they have to be groomed they have to train themselves mm. you know uh choreographers and creative directors are the people that are teaching them how you know a female artist like how to walk in heels and yeah. use your microphone for male artists like how are you hyping up the crowd but then also hitting your marks for your lighting how are you yeah. holding your microphone here's how you pass off a microphone here's how you wear a headset here's how like all of those things like with styling and those yeah. details you know if you see an artist standing in front of a microphone on stage and yeah. at a concert there was probably a choreographer even yeah. though it looks so simple yeah. but them hitting that accent with their arm yeah. or that like very dramatic yeah. pose or that look they did yeah, yeah. was probably choreographed yeah. Yeah. Um, and crafted by a creative director or a mm -hmm. choreographer. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, there's just all of those opportunities within music. And I think artist development is a big part of yeah. commercial dance. And so as artists grow and grow, they get more funding behind them, more opportunities. You know, most artists usually start, it's oftentimes mostly female artists also are usually artists that have dancers with them. You know, I think it's that joke in the industry of like female artists work harder than male artists, uh, especially when it comes to uh -huh. tours, concerts, music videos, yeah. you know, yeah. they're having to sing the high notes and hold their own, you know, yeah. in interviews and get scrutinized on social media for yeah. how they look and who they Very date and blah, true. blah, blah. And then on stage, they're having yeah. to wear six inch stilettos and stomp around and do choreography while yeah. their male counterparts just kind of show up and sing, yeah. um, you know, so <laughs> You know, it goes, I think it's like with artist development, you often see like you can follow an artist um, from the beginning of their career when they're starting to perform. They're doing those like um, those press tours and small engagements. They're doing the stuff with the radio uh, stations around the country. They're doing those appearances at malls. They're doing the fairs. Um, they're doing openings and signings and stuff like that. And yeah. you have two dancers behind you. Yeah. And then it graduates to, oh, you're the opening act for an act, a large act like a Justin Bieber. Yeah. So now yeah. you have eight dancers behind you. And then you become the headliner. Now you have a whole production and show. Um, so you can kind of, it's kind of fun. Something I love to do is look back and see like the mm. growth of the production. And yeah. then also like how, what army of dancers do these yeah. people have behind yeah. them as they grow in their careers. And you can just kind of see... Um, the growth and the impact of an artist and then also how you know dance and movement helps cement and establish how you see them and also how you hear their music and how you interact with it yeah. how you move to it yeah no that i mean that's uh i because now I'm, I'm wondering in terms of how much work it goes you know behind or i goes it goes into putting together um many 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 minutes of dance um, and for all of that to be purposeful and coordinated, um, you got to wonder why, uh, you know, films have directors, musicians have producers, um, dance people have, you know, choreographers um, in that. Like, why do we not know as many legendary choreographers the way that we have embraced like directors and producers, these people that like we know in other industries are responsible for putting these things together? But like. And maybe, maybe, maybe I don't, you know, and I'm speaking for the general public, but like, I cannot think of like memorable, like I've, I've heard of the guy that actually invented the moonwalk, but I, I'm, I'm calling him the guy. I don't, yeah. <laughs> you know, so can, can you speak to that? Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, it's that weird thing of, I don't want to say it's erasure. I mean, you know, when you watch the credits of a project, a film mm -hmm. or whatever, a TV show, 
the choreographer is in the credits. It's mm-hmm. his, you know. But yeah, I mean, it is that thing of a lot of choreographers don't get that top billing um, when they're just as integral yeah. to a project as yeah. anyone else, um, which I think is always really interesting. I do. I don't want to say this, but I do want to say this. It's a weird thing to say, but often like. Uh, it's like, I think, like, is there something, like, is sexism at play? Mm. You know, um, dance is a very uh, female-centric industry, and there's a lot more women right. that work within it. Um, I think, I mean, I, I mean, early on, and there still are, the, you know, men get more opportunities as directors and choreographers in the field, even though there's less of them, which is always really interesting. Yeah. Uh, they often make more money. Yeah. Uh, it's that type of a situation. So I wonder if, I don't know. Like, if women being in those positions and having the things and being tamped down, um, I don't know. But also, like I said, men are oftentimes in those positions, often even more so than women. So maybe not. I don't know. I don't know specifically why there is that um, disconnect. But also, I think, I mean... Maybe because it's a it's a hierarchical industry. Yeah. There's ego involved, and also like you know, does a director want to acknowledge that uh, the choreographer, yeah. the movement person, maybe had the idea for that pivotal scene? Yeah, yeah. Versus, you know, I don't know. I don't. That's know. a good ass point. I mean, I'm I'm. Uh, um, <laughs> this is actually funny. Before I say whatever I was gonna say. Um, <laughs> What the fuck? Uh, this is this is so unfortunate. But um, I do remember for some reason the, uh, the white guy Ortega or something getting a lot of uh, like FaceTime in a way I've never seen a choreographer get for High School Musical. Kenny Ortega, right? He was also the director though. Oh, director and choreographer. Oh, so that makes that makes yeah. Well, damn. You often hear yeah. you, you will hear that like big name usually yeah. when. The choreographer is also yeah, the that's director. Interesting. Holy yeah. shit. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, no. That that was. I was gonna be like, oh, okay. That actually, because I was. I was just going through my mind, like, what what choreographers do I uh, remember? And yeah, like Kenny Ortega is a big name. I mean, yeah. High School Musical, and before yeah. that was. I mean, he was Michael Jackson's guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, Kenny Ortega did all of the really big like dance yeah. films in the eighties yeah. and nineties. It's like a huge yeah. legend. But yeah, I think that's. Uh, yeah, <laughs> those director choreographers, the ones that are known. Yeah, I mean, people know of Debbie Allen, mm-hmm. um, but they probably know of her more as being like the director of yeah. Grey's Anatomy than for the fact that she was it's a incredible. killer dancer and choreographer and runs a dance school that's extremely mm-hmm. popular and mm-hmm. does amazing philanthropy. You know, mm-hmm. uh, it, I feel like it's that. What is the most visible thing? I guess um, people go to that thing. But yeah, I mean, there are a lot of people that have that are working in huge names. Like I said, as directors or producers that. Um, are also choreographers, yeah. and I feel like you hear about them when they get that other title, which is really unfortunate. Yeah, no, because I mean, it you you guys as a whole should be known more. And and um, in response to what you're saying, I mean, I don't think you can really. There, there's probably a little bit of everything in terms of like what could impact the outcome. Like, I don't think sexism is uh, out of the the like. Could you completely throw away that a uh, industry that has mainly women? Um, not being like represented or credited the way that it should be. I mean, it's it's not a reach. Like I, no. I would be, it would be interesting to actually know like the info behind that. Yeah. But but I don't think it's a reach. Just like yeah. thinking of like that 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 fundamental dynamic is already enough to like want to ask yeah. that question. And then so. you take it deeper. It's like you not only look at race, but I mean, you can look at. 
I mean, you look at gender, but also look mm-hmm. at race and the intersectionality, you know, mm-hmm. the erasure of like women like um, Catherine Dunham, who were making work at the same time as a Bob Fosse was, mm-hmm. or a Jack Cole, mm-hmm. who, and those two were, you know, they're like a Jack Cole is like the the father of contemporary musical theater or what, you know, um, or dance on film when yeah. someone like Catherine Dunham was making a technique. She was also yeah. a cultural anthrop- anthropologist mm-hmm. and was choreographing for films and TV mm-hmm. just as much as the mm-hmm. next person. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, yes, yeah. <laughs> I think all things are at play. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I never want to make like an ex. I'd like, I don't know for sure. Yeah, but the, the question but is like, like, to what degree? Exactly. That, that, that's really the and question. And how does it all fall yeah. in? Yeah. You know, but yeah, I mean, it's all in there. Yeah. And, and, and I guess, um, Oh man, what, what was I uh, uh, thinking of? Oh, anyway, I think I think I man, I think I lost it. I lose it anyway. No, it was it was something that that you said that I thought was so brilliant. But um, yeah, that that's a that's a that's a weird thing about the dance world. Is I mean, to what we've talked about so far, um, you guys clearly don't really have. Um, you guys have icons, but the pairing of icons and a voice, like in the, in like the, I don't know, like musicians somehow got there, like got out there to speak to like the general public and film people. And um, because dance, right, we, we heard an advantage in terms of expression and it being genuine of it just being your body. Um, but I guess... I guess using your voice is is tough in dance, literally because it is not required in the dancing um, itself. Um, I guess ninety nine percent of the time. So, it, how do you? And, and unfortunately, pop culture I feel like has made um, dancing in political expression. They've like memed the fuck out of it that it's so hard to take seriously. Wish I could. But like, you know, like the whole like let's like dance the 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 problems away. It should be respected as an art, but it's just been like do do you is that do you agree with that? Like it's Yeah, I mean there it I mean it's that thing of like uh people I mean people are people often mock what they don't understand. And also it's that thing of like I said, um in addition to the fact that I think dance is very open, mm-hmm. um, and open for interpretation, which um, is difficult to communicate. Mm-hmm. And so also that's the thing too. You have a whole community of people whom are best mm-hmm. communicating with outwards yeah. that yeah. then are being asked, what does it mean? Yeah. So yeah. then you're like, uh, I told you what it meant in mm-hmm. my movement. So I think there's also that right. disconnect. And then also, uh, especially when it comes to contemporary dance, modern dance, I think dance that oftentimes is like rooted in academia um, and like the university and you know college training um, I feel oftentimes um, the like intellectual pursuit of creating movement or analyzing movement becomes the forefront and so you know when someone asks you then what was that about you're like oh it was an an exploration of the anatomical alignment of my personal Mm. kinesphere when you know and you're like I don't okay (laughs) like so I think that's also a part of it too is the I don't want to say there are amazing people that are able to communicate about dance super clearly, but I feel like in general, mm-hmm. from my experiences, mm-hmm. it is it has been a challenge in general for mm-hmm. um, dance as a 
I don't know, uh, an industry, as a community, mm-hmm. to be able to bring more people in mm-hmm. um, and clearly communicate what it is because it is it's mm-hmm. literally nothing and everything. Mm-hmm. So that you know, and there are those levels too of um, people wanting le- to legitimize quote unquote dance mm-hmm. um, and have that codification and saying like, okay. A style like ballet is dance, mm-hmm. while this other thing that doesn't have name steps isn't, which is extremely problematic. Yeah, yeah. So in a space like that, um, you want to say, okay, no, like dance is everything and can be everything and can be inclusive, but then you open it up for interpretation even more. So then how do you, you know what I mean? It's like yeah. those things that can be so inclusive and yeah. so opening and those that are a part of us that are a part of it. It's like, that's why we do it. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause it can change. It can morph. You can reinterpret it. You can reframe it. Um, you can retrain, you can train. Like there's so many things you can do for yourself in community with others around the art form. And I think sometimes that's hard to mm-hmm. communicate. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also communicating the value of something that is like air or breathing or talking, yeah. Um, you do it just as much as everything yeah. else, and then, like, like I said, it gets to that, like, well, what is dance? Yeah. Um, is a wave a dance? And it's like, if I do it in a dance setting, if I'm choreographing a piece and I'm waving, I mean, that's a dance yeah. step. And I go on the street, is it different? I don't, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's True. all of that. Um, yeah. So yeah, that no, I mean, everything I, and nothing is hard. I, I, dude, I, I, um, um, I, I remembered what I, I forgotten because it was in response to you. You know, you were like, I, you literally like why how come um you know uh they they don't get as much the choreographers don't you know get as much praise and whatnot and it was kind of s- similar to something we had uh talked about before starting in like singing for example because we have um so in western music there is such a thing as in tune and out of tune Mm-hmm. So that already knocks out like 80 fucking percent of people, right? Like you open your mouth and you just know if you can do it or not. But dance, it like nothing is not a dance. A movement is a dance. I believe so. Which is beautiful, yes. but also leads to like a world of shit in terms of like it it leads to people not respecting it enough. It it adds levels of gatekeeping that don't yes. need to be there, but then it also yeah. takes away level. It yeah, it's yeah. weird. No, yeah, because because sports immediately get your respect because you just know you can't dunk a fucking basketball. You just know that you can't throw like this perfect spiral to your wide receiver and blah blah blah. So, um, you know. But but with with dance and then music, it's like okay, I sing in the shower, I dance when I'm waiting for like my fucking uh, toast to come out the t- yeah. you know the toaster. Like I can do these things, and um, the it's 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 fucked up that like the comfort with that thing would also lead to like not respecting it. Yeah, in the way that you should. So. Uh, and I'm and I'm like uh, saying this because I, I mean I, again I said this to you earlier like I I have not even asked someone in the arts community music and just like talking to you for ten minutes I did not realize um, how much I did not like respect dance as a um, as a product and like 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 I didn't respect in the same way that when a composer or a songwriter writes a song that's their song but I right. never thought of like the person who makes a dance that is their art yeah that's their property yes I, I, I didn't quite respect it the same way that I do with music and it's because and, it, and it's not that I intended to but it just goes to show how easy it is to 
because dancing is so accessible that, oh man, that, 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 that's a dilemma. I mean, so I guess that being said, um, so you said that the single ladies, uh, song earlier, um, that it's one of the only copyrighted, um, uh, dances and talk about that, but also why is there such a struggle for dance as like a business in terms of copyright, the same way music, why, what, what is holding that back from being on the same level as the music business? That is a great question. One of which I have no idea how to answer, but it's, it's a big one, you know, and we've talked about ownership of movement. Um, I think, it's important to be able to, especially as we move into like this content creation and media space where those clicks and likes and shares and that credit, like that is, that's income. Yeah. Um, and so how do you give credit where credit is due um, financially? And also, I, yeah, it's, it's hard. Um, and yeah, like, uh, like you mentioned, Jaquelle Knight is a choreographer of single ladies mm-hmm. and he is one of the only contemporary choreographers that, um, has his work copywritten. Um, and there are hundreds and thousands of applications for uh, movement to be copywritten every year and handfuls if you know, even any one, you know, yeah. get selected um, to be copywritten. And I, yeah, it's, it's, it's difficult. Yeah. Um, I think that has to do yeah. with um, not only, you know, people not understanding, well, it's, it's hard. I think it has to do with a lot of um, like the, the hold on the written word, um, the be- ability to codify something. Um, dance does have those systems in place, like Laban notation, for example, is a, a language that was written to uh, write about dance um, and to like make an archive or a record of it um, in written form. But I think oftentimes, I think that's something that works against dance is um, a universal language or way to mm. express it. Um, because I can, you know, I think in music, it has been so codified that every note is named, you have it on the scale, X, Y, Z. But I think if I do a gesture or a move or whatever, I have a name for it and then someone someone else is doing the same move and has another name for it type of a thing. Um, so I think that's a part of the challenge is like the language around dance, how we communicate about it, yeah. how we archive it, how we record it. Yeah. Um, and then also, yeah, it, it's I don't, yeah, it's impossible yeah. for people to get their work copywritten, and like, there's a lot of credit being given to, um, you know, social media influencers and TikTokers and X Y Z for doing these cool dances when oftentimes they're not even created by those individual people. They saw it from someone else mm. and did it, and then now it blew up. And so yeah. then, what do you do? Yeah. Um, how do you how do you compensate people you know, for what they're making? That, that's tough to even. I'm even trying to even think of how you would. Uh legislate that in terms of um and it's not like streams it's not yeah mm-hmm. yeah and and even just shit like like that i take for granted is now as like i can record myself uh dancing but uh, like imagine living in a world where i could be like oh like i do not own this dance like you'd have to like put that in the video description or maybe you just can't dance at all with certain dances uh, on camera and but then like with music again because there are like some objective things in music like oh it's in this key and it has this rhythm but like dance it's like okay well if he does it and then ends on his left yep. instead of his right yeah that's like a totally different fucking thing so yep. so like i i imagine from a legal or business standpoint like defining the routine exactly 
how the fuck do you even go about that? I don't know. I'm like, I'm not doing it. People are trying. Like yeah. I said, there are those languages like Laban. And I think now they are starting to consider um, video recordings. Um, but I'm not sure of like who, what, when, why, how, like what that process is like yeah. for comparing to other work. You know, I don't know. Yeah. Um, and how do you, yeah, I mean, that's a difficult thing. How do you... Um, own a specific movement that's yeah. a big question that people have but i mean same in music it's like there's only 12 notes so yeah. they yeah. figured it out so why can't we i think is a big yeah big question yeah well i mean with with the the, the tw- i mean the the combinations with with 12 of anything in terms of like the order and like how you can like splice shit up they have like music has like a lot more room to fuck with in terms of like what is exact and and how do you you know uh, go after someone in claims of like, you know, it's similar, it's too similar to this. Like, I guess the, the elements within music are a little bit easier to observe than dance in terms of like defining exactness um, or like the degree in which it is too similar. Right. You know, so yeah, but I think also because, I mean, other than, I mean, you vocal, I mean, singing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there is that um, personal part of mm-hmm. it, right? And you did speak about like tone or pitch before, but it's like um, instruments can, they, they reproduce the mm-hmm. same sound. Um, you know, your goal as a dancer, as a professional is to do that. Um, but, you know, a movement on me is going to be different on a movement on someone yeah. else. Yeah. So then I, there's also the degrees of that, you know, especially if we're talking about like specific height of placement and pathway of movement yeah. and the angle of this, you yeah. know, if someone's less flexible than me or someone's more flexible than me, if the dance they created has a big yeah. kick in it and they kick themselves in the yeah. ear, but I can't kick myself in the ear. I yeah. kick myself over, you know, in my shoulder region. Yeah. Is it the same thing? That's, you know, it's like yeah. interesting. And then it's like, does the attempt count as the thing or the bad reproduction <laughs> of, you know, the bad reproduction yeah. of the thing? Yeah. Um, is it the thing? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know. that. So, so, um... I guess uh, something you you said made me uh, think of this, but um, I think I've asked this to opera singers or or like people I'm, you know, in the classical world um, for the majority of my life. And um, I've always asked because singers are more present in terms of uh, their aesthetic and just their being, their faces and shit. Um, The tuba player is probably not the cover of the orchestra's, you know, issue of the month. Probably not. Maybe. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I think they should be a little bit more. But, you know, it's probably the beautiful soprano. Probably is. And I've always asked them, like, okay, how much does... Um, I have the privilege of just thinking about the art of playing and sitting way the fuck back in the orchestra. But as you're thinking about your art as a singer... How much is like the pressure of looking a certain way impacting like your execution in the moment, your fucking mental health outside of it, in it. And I imagine in the dance world, I mean, sex being such a intertwined thing with dance and and just I mean, you see someone who also looks good and is dancing well, that that's, you know, that dance dance brings out the fucking animal in people that other things just don't not quite in that way. So how you can speak from your own experience, but how does like look affect your success in the dance world and just how you're viewed? 
I mean, that's a very, 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 very big thing. Um, I mean, that's the thing too. It's like from a, I mean, technique itself is being visually able to replicate and execute something Mm -hmm. that you're given, right? Mm -hmm. Over and over again. Um, In that sequence of movements, you like train your body to have, like understand movement a certain way. So you go through a certain pathways of movement, like technique, that's technique. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, yeah, yes, the body is... I mean, the, it's about the body, mm-hmm. right? And so from technique and from a Western standpoint, mm-hmm. especially um, line and shape, mm-hmm. um, especially from like ballet and modern mm-hmm. based movement styles and mm-hmm. techniques are became extremely important. Yeah. And so... Um, oh, and actually, just so people understand where you're coming from, uh, uh, just say a couple of... Um, uh, things that you've uh, been a part of as a as a dancer, just like so, you know, in terms of like your perspective uh, from dance. I guess we haven't defined like what you you do or any it's style. It's a little yeah. a little bit of everything. Yeah. Um, when I was a professional dancer, I did everything from commercial work with like mm-hmm. music videos and artists to like fitness, you know, modeling and dancing, and to musicals, national tours, the Broadway type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then also the concert workspace. Um, modern and contemporary dance, even yeah. a little bit of ballet, from yeah. companies. Um, so a little bit of yeah. everything. Then I also teach and choreograph. Yeah. Sorry, I only interrupted your your previous thought just so uh, that people can understand. Like you're coming at this from a perspective, like you've been a part of shit at the highest level, and just obviously we all start from the beginning, from the bottom. So you've seen like a wide range of the impact of all this, and can actually speak to it. So I just I just wanted to. You know, make sure people like know like what you're doing. But um, please like continue the so because we were talking about um the body. Yeah, yeah, the, the body, body just and like image. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, like I said, it's it's everything when you talk about it from a technical standpoint. Um, and then you add in you know um the age expectancy of a career of a dancer. Um, it is the body, and we do extreme things to the body. So dancers' um, careers as dancers, professionally or not, um, are usually pretty short. Mm. Um, compared to um, other, uh, you know, actually, I mean, I think in comparison, athletes, mm-hmm. you know, you, it's a, it's a young well, person you situation. Guys are fucking athletes. Um, it's exactly yeah. the same, yeah. right? Um, but you know, without the, um, I mean, there's the overuse injuries, there's the tears and all those things. But you know, we don't have to worry about getting tackled or anything. Except sometimes accidents do happen. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, I feel like the the age expectancy of a dance career is. Um, shorter or long, less long lived, um, and I think also a part of that is because of um, it, things are shifting slowly now. Mm-hmm. But there were just so many expectations and prejudices um, that were sexist, that were homophobic, that were um, ableist, that were um, racist, frankly, yeah. um, about the body and saying the body, the dancing body looks best when it looks like this. I remember actually when I was a kid, when I was in junior high, I remember going to the library because I had to do a report on what I wanted to be when I grew up. And I was the weirdo that was like, I want to be a dancer. So I wrote a paper about being a dancer. Um, And you have to do your research. You have to have your supportive materials. So I found like this section of books about dance. And in one of the books, it said, the male dancer is between 5'10 and 6'1, weighs between 145 and 160 pounds. 
Like their waist is, you know, 30, no, 28 inches. Their legs are this long. They're blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You know, people can be dancers, but it's the best if you look like this. Yeah. Like that was literally in a textbook Dude, that I, I found I as a kid. I haven't seen 145 since like third grade. Who you telling? <laughs> Who you telling? And I've like, I haven't seen 5'10 in my life. Yeah. I'm 5'8 yeah. and I was probably 140 pounds when I was like 10. Yeah. And so, you know, being a kid and seeing that and yeah. thinking like, okay, this is something I want to do. And then being like, okay, I'm going to do a research project. And like, what other industries are there where literally you can go to a library and it literally is like, you must look like this yeah. and you have to be this tall. Yeah. And like, that was outdated. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. However, yeah. was it a resource that was available to me and as a kid? And I looked it up and that's what was reinforced not only in that setting, but then also when I was, you know, doing apprenticeships when in high school, um, working with uh, dance companies as being like a junior apprentice and, you know, um, all of those things. And I remember all of the professional dancers were like, okay, if you want to pursue this, here's how you look and here is how you will have to work to be seen. Here is how I was told because I'm short, because I'm black, because I have a muscular body type, I will have to outturn, outjump, outlift, out everything, everyone yeah, to be noticed. Gotta work twice as exactly. Hard. Hard um, and I was told that, like, like I said, not just because I was black, but also because I was short, yeah. because I had an athletic build, and so it was like, well, you're not going to be seen as being quote unquote beautiful or quote unquote. Um, you know, the idealist aesthetic. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have to have another hook. Mm-hmm. Uh, they won't see you in that way like they will your counterpart. So what is that thing you're bringing to the table, which makes you look in the mirror, which you do every single day? It's like, I love my vocal friends, but a practice room for a vocalist or a singer is not the same as a dance studio. Yeah. You do not have a mirror, a full body mirror that you are yeah. surrounded by all the time yeah. while being required to wear a leotard yeah. or a unitard yeah. or booty shorts. Oh, yeah. Opera singers get to wear like these like baggy ass dresses. I don't, I don't, I don't, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, opera community. I feel like you guys do not like, you guys don't like sing in like the dresses like Shakira would wear for a concert, right? They're always like big ass, like fucking Beauty and the Beast type. They give you a gown, <laughs> down. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They are if, dressed to the night. If for you sure. gain like 10 pounds before like the show, you know, I it. No, I did, but you know, I I get it. They they still gotta like, they still have to be. Um, they're definitely a lot more aware physically than uh, the tuba player sitting in the back. So yeah. I'll, I'll give. Well, them I that. mean, I think yeah. any any artist that has to be in front and doesn't, you know, isn't accompanied by an instrument. Yeah. You know, um, you're when you're in the front when you have to be a face mm-hmm. when you have to be a body. Um, and I think that's the thing about dance too. You don't get the privilege oftentimes of having that voice to, um, I think, counteract the narrative. I think actors and maybe vocalists, like, you can, I don't know, it's that weird, it's like, first thing, it's like, you can dress sexy and be sexy and dance sexy, but that lead artist can say, I am strong, I am this. Like, they can define it and they can, like, name it and they can call it out while that's a thing of, like, the dancers are doing that Mm -hmm. without words, Mm -hmm. but that could be so easily interpreted as being... Something yes. else. Yeah. Um, and so I feel like that's that's at play. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's just and then and that's the thing, like your brand and your type becomes about what your body looks like yeah. and what it can do. Yeah. Um, yeah. which is a 
difficult fucking thing um, because also like your body changes. Um, your, you know, I, you know, like, yeah, your body changes, yeah, right? Yeah. You age, things work differently. You become more flexible, less flexible. Your muscular density. I mean, for women, you know, people that have children, like your body literally changes. Imagine going through that big change and going back. Like your literal I, pelvic floor and everything has shifted and moved. You know, I was that. wondering about that. Obviously, the world in general, most countries have problems with. Uh, um, perhaps not being uh, fully accommodating or accommodating at all during, um, uh, you know, if a woman wants to make uh, a choice in her life to ha start a family or have a have a child, um, having to always think about uh, career impact and then like do, does the people I work for do they have my back in any type of fucking way? I am curious in the dance world, being that it is mainly women, what. <laughs> How tough is it to is is starting a family in the dance world the equivalent of just like is it just objectively just setting yourself back? I cannot speak to this personally. Yeah, yeah. Um, I am you know being a queer person. I have the privilege of um, family things and marriage and child rearing and all of mm -hmm. that stuff. Oh, and I should and I should say more not not from uh, uh, um, like I, I meant like like. For any friends you've ever had, in terms of physically being set oh, back, like, I'm what gonna does get that... there. Okay, oh yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but like uh, speaking to like, I I don't have the privilege of having to. I have the privilege of not having that be something mm -hmm. that um, is a part of my journey, mm -hmm. or like there aren't things and considerations I have to have with my family mm -hmm. or my agent. And I think that's such a crazy thing, especially for um, women, for femme artists. It's like your body is always a topic of discussion. And then when you reach a certain age, it becomes about another thing that your body can do in yeah. amount, what amount of time, yeah. what is that going to look like? What are you going to look like when you're pregnant? And then also the uh, deciding for a woman what she can and can't do physically when she's pregnant. Um, there are so many things that are at play. Um, but I do know from friends that have had children um, you know, the body, I mean, goes through such huge changes. Yeah, yeah. And as a dancer, in my opinion, I think like athletes, you know, you know you're so in tune with your body. Mm -hmm. It is your instrument. Mm -hmm. It is your thing. Mm -hmm. And we work really hard to stay connected mm -hmm. to it. So your body changes, makes another person, mm -hmm. and you're expected to snap back mm -hmm. and move the same way. You're expected to hold the same positions. Yeah. You're expected to have the same musculature yeah. and like your body's supposed to fire in the same way. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. Cause I, I was, I was kind of like, 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 um, obviously I know you can't answer this person. I just wonder, uh, does like the stage of pregnancy impact the level of involvement in which you can practice or perform? And obviously nine months, like, probably not doing much of anything but like i still i just imagine there's still as your body is changing still finding ways to be able to uh do your your thing obviously it's in a safe way yeah for for your child and then just like what that recovery um what would would look like it's it's and i know it's different to a certain you know it, it's different for every individual in terms of like how long it'll take for you to mentally and physically i guess uh come back but I guess more importantly, um, I guess it would de depend on like the dance company or who you're hired by. But being that there's so many women in all of dance, I imagine there's like some good 
No, there's no. Oh man. So so what what's what's done to help so many women that like maybe want to start well, a family? I think I think COVID has shown us a lot about the entertainment industry yeah. in general, yeah. right? And how and as we talk about like social justice and anti-racism and anti-sexism and um, anti-ableism, all of these things within the workplace, and especially in like creative spaces and as a part of artistic practices. Um, I think there have been a lot of these conversations about what it means and how we use our time and like the resource of time um, and the sacrifices that are made and what those implications are. And I think with COVID, there's been this big pause. And to be frank, like from where I sit, I've had so many of my friends, um, women that have had great careers um, and will continue to do so with this pause, they said, fuck it. This is the time I'm going to have my kid. And a lot of yeah. my, you know, a lot of my friends Makes that sense. work in the entertainment industry, a lot of women that were saying they were going to wait, you know, because they were, you know, that next job would not allow them to have, you know, all of those things because they're chasing the next thing without the security. Um, you know, a lot of them were like, well, we're on this forced pause. Mm -hmm. I might as well do it now. I'll mm -hmm. have the time with my family at home. I'll be able to do this. Um, and so I wonder, so I think like, what does that mean? It took... Um, this like international moment of pause to cause a lot of people to say, okay, I can yeah. do this thing now. And like, what does that mean about choice? And if this thing didn't happen, they probably would not have chosen to, yeah. um, you yeah. know, advance their families at this point in time. I, I so I like a, think about things like that. Yeah. And I, then like your hour, I mean, the hours that you work, I mean, you know, you're, Mm. I mean, if you're talking a, a film shoot or being on set, I mean, 12-hour days are common, right? Or putting up a new show, um, you're doing 12-hour days. I mean, imagine having children. How do you, how does that work? Um, would I think a, would all a of those positive that that's come from from the the pandemic though be for just for all women in the in the workplace that like there is now proven methods for basically every industry to efficiently work from home. Do you think like the pandemic indirectly could have made it easier for people to, I guess that time off that that's, that's required, whether from work or, or whatever, when we get back into, to having to go out there every day, like, I feel like there's more of an argument that you can do what you need to do from home. Right. I think, like, yeah, I think it's that double-edged thing where. I think there, as things start to go back and looking at what it looks like when we go back um, to any type of work, mm -hmm. I think there are going to mm -hmm. be more opportunities yeah. when I think people would have just closed yeah. the door and said, no, we're not yeah. doing that. However, you know, I mean, there are those statistics of, I mean, women have left the workforce during COVID much higher yeah. um, than men. And that's because they've had to work from home and do childcare at the same time. Yeah. And so... I mean, my question would be like, would that be, I mean, I'm not sure, would that be desirable for everyone? Um, maybe, maybe not. Yeah. Um, and then like, what does that mean? And then also like, I think it more so speaks to like, not the women's desire to work. I think it's like, what are the support mechanisms in place to support women in the workplace? Right, right. Um, and I think that's what's extremely yeah. lacking. And I think, I mean, I haven't seen or heard the substantive changes that have come. So I don't. I don't see a change there. So, you know. Yeah. And I almost hesitated in asking that question just because I was like, well, fuck, like, um, well, I guess the time off should just be fucking time off. Like I, maybe the, the alternative is not working while dealing with that because, um, again, because I don't understand this from personal experience, like the actual break 
mentally required to like actually you know have a baby and then like the time afterwards like that's perhaps that's not even the dilemma of if they can do the work but like that time is just required to like recover as a human being so i guess corporations should just get their shit together just let people take a fucking break that's all it's eating damn hello yeah or leave for having a kid yeah for everyone yeah yeah yeah, no, I guess I'm, I'm pretty privileged to, have, to not have to, you know, really know shit about that. But no, I was I was just wondering, like, the dance community being that there's so many women, um, hopefully, I was, like, hoping that there would be more, like, all like sensitivity de- to that. I, you know, it, mm, <laughs> I mean, I think in general there isn't. I mean, I don't know from yeah. where I sit when I look yeah. around. But also, like, there are those really affirming organizations and companies that... Um, offer the support, you know, and offer the resource and offers to say, hey, you can bring your kid to work. That's mm-hmm. cool. Like, mm-hmm. there are those environments also. Mm-hmm. And maybe, I think, I mean, I've only worked in um, the arts and entertainment industry. Um, and so, you know, I've seen both sides of it. The, like, mm-hmm. the more corporate, um, commercial organizations and companies that, like, this is the policy, this is what you get. And then there are the others that are like, yeah, this we, we deal with the person and what the individual's needs are. Um, there is no, you know, timeline or time frame that these things have to happen in. You know, what other accommodations can we do? You know, there are those types of things um, that are provided in certain spaces, but not in others. So, yeah. yeah, I feel like it's in general. But hopefully, I mean, even with, I mean, like, right, the current administration is talking about um, more, you know, more support for women in the workplace, more um, maternity leave, more yeah. time off, um, family leave, all well, that stuff. Every administration likes to talk about that those they things. do. <laughs> that they do. Yeah, we they are. do what they do. A lot of talk. <laughs> but like I said, have we seen any substantial? I know. Yeah. So you know. Yeah. It's all talk to me at this point. Yeah. And and I so I guess from a and I I I keep saying like oh there's so many women in dance but I mean like with every industry you should follow the money. Yep. In terms of the people in positions of funding They're and correct. administration, so. Though there might be a lot of women in dance, in terms of dancers, what does it look like on the business side of things? Let's 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 say education. What are the donors looking like, or the people who are like cutting the checks in any type of way? I mean, it's the same people that okay. are funding everything else. Yeah, <laughs> the okay. same people that yeah. have their names on buildings. So, and... so would it be men in terms of the business of dance? Would you say it's? Male dominated? The no. Okay. No. Okay. Uh, I mean, from where I sit administratively, a lot of my counterparts are women, mm-hmm. white women to mm-hmm. be particular. Um, no, no, none at all. Okay. It's it's a very, um, yeah, there are a lot of women in positions mm-hmm. of power. Mm-hmm. Um, and in terms of donors and fundraising and development, I mean, there are, I think, when I look at my data for dance, there is a higher engagement from women mm. um, that I'm finding, at least with LA Contemporary Dance Company, um, like our target audience is college-educated women um, that are, what, 25 to 30 is like the oh. core core group of folks. Um, and a lot of them are um, in LA and are like entertainment industry adjacent, you know, mm. if they're not in it. Um, so there's like information like that. But I mean, that changes for company to company, organization to organization. But I, from what I, where I sit in the organization I work with, you know, in terms of the dance space, um, you know, the donors, supporters, ticket buyers, Mm -hmm. practitioners Mm -hmm. are Mm -hmm. women, but oftentimes in those big positions of power, Mm -hmm. um, your big executive directors, your, um, your organizational leaders, 
um, they are usually men. Yeah. Damn. It's weird. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, no, I guess, uh, you know, kind of making a, a hard um, uh, shift. I don't, something, I, I forget what you, something you just said uh, made me, like, have an image of, of so much of what I've seen in dance, which is, like, literally just, um, I feel like it's, like, I, like, rarely see dancers in, like, groups less than, like, fucking 15 these days, especially with, like, the social media shit, um, unless it's, like, you know, one person doing a TikTok thing or whatever the fuck. But, like, like a lot of these, like, big viral videos, I think people love it because the dancers are, like, getting energy from each other. And, like, there's just, like, there's a, as a musician, I'm jealous because, like, like, we have camaraderie as musicians, but, like, there's, like, a brother and sisterhood, like, a dance hood. Like, dancers, like, it's kind of, you know, like, like how, like, a, a, a sibling would be, like, hey, like, that's like you don't call my 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 brother an idiot. That's my idiot. Like yeah. like like you you guys seem to have like a bond that yes. like even if y'all didn't fuck with each other, you recognize like yes the culture. Like you're aware of the cultural significance. That's so fucking cool. Like you, do you want to just speak on on the community that yeah I yeah. mean dance communities around the country are just such unique spaces. Um, you know, often to, I mean from my experience they're. They're inclusive spaces. They're diverse spaces. Um, like I said, I think from this framework of like things are more gray. There is more open. For, things are more open for interpretation. Um, a lot of a lot of times, just inviting people in to participate mm-hmm. um, in whatever way they can is mm-hmm. important to dance. And that social aspect of dance is so part of the core. Um, I mean, even codified techniques like ballet. I mean, ballet was created in you know the courts of France, you know, it was a part of, I mean, they were social dances, right? And so, I mean... It's like the second thing that you said that, like, I knew before this. I was just really proud of myself. Yeah. Please go. Yes, dance history. (laughs) Yeah, and so, you know, it's like, they were social dances and it became something else. But I think in general, I mean, most of our dance expression is about communication and community building. Yeah. Um, And so... Also speaking to like all these specific things I've talked about, like within the culture of dance, it's like when you're in it, you're in it and yeah. you know what that's like. And you know yeah. the shared experience of like yeah. people are going to, it's like people often when you say you're a dancer, it's like they um, look up to you and down at you at the same time. You know, it's the good for you. And <laughs> I'm so glad you're doing that thing that brings you so much joy. Yeah, and same, then it's followed same, up yeah. with like, when are you going to get a real job type of a thing? Yep. It's very much that. Yep. Um, and even other, I mean, other artists do it often. Yeah. Um, and so it's having that shared understanding mm-hmm. and respect. Yeah. Um, and often even across, across genres and parts of the f- industry in the field, I think there is a shared um, camaraderie. And then I think also too, because a lot of dance in the training of it and even like auditions and whatnot, it's done in groups. You do it on mass. Like you can't hide. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's something that's really interesting too. It's like um, a lot of time, you know, vocalists or musicians. Like when you practice, you're usually in practice rooms or doing like one-on-one work, mm-hmm. feedback, all that stuff. It's like there are those mechanisms in dance or are one-on-ones and privates, but most of the time, yeah. we work. Um, we don't work in private. I <laughs> think we're in front of that yeah. mirror. We yeah. are in front of a group of our peers. You can't lie. Yeah. They can see that you did it. <laughs> they can see that you did the step. They can see that you failed or didn't, you know. Yeah. Um, and when 
people nail it. It's a big part of the culture to just give them that respect because sometimes what happens in that room and in that moment at that time, that's it. And so um, there's that acknowledgement of the present and of when that magic moment happens, period, no matter where you are, dancers like you respond to it. Yeah. You, you're like, yes, even yeah. if we're in competition with each other because we're in yeah. audition, I'm going to give you ups and props because you're like, yeah, that was fierce, you know? Yeah, no, it, even even just like, uh, you know, uh, going to clubs and shit and um, being in a circle surrounding someone like dancing in the in the middle of that, you know. Um, it's that energy. Um, yeah, like, like, like you feel a part of, of what's going on, yes. even though like I could fucking, if I'm spinning on my head, it's an accident. It's not on purpose. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, it's like, and I'm looking at it, it's like, I feel like I'm a part of that thing. Like, even you though like, I know, like I can't do, but like adding to that energy. Yes. And, and um, when I see the, like the dance videos, like I, I feel like 99% of the time I've, if I've ever wanted to be good at dancing is to know what it feels like to add to that, like the, to the art itself. And that like the, the, the group aspect of dancing is what I've always been attracted to like man i wish i could do that so that like i could play off of that thing that someone just did and Mm -hmm. like and i can add to that i can be in that like group that's like you know everyone's like taking a turn and shit like that there's there's an energy that like you know i I play the tuba musicians aren't like fucking circling me like while i'm playing like like that's not happening you know give you like a a tuba (laughs) battle jam like we need to have that space absolutely yeah i i think there should be more dancing around yeah oh oh, it's there yeah there's like three albums there you go give me a tuba jazz session everyone just riff let's go yo no i mean but like, like that that's just so um like yeah the 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 dance like camaraderie there's there's I'm trying to think of other industries where obviously in a in a locker room in team sports that's the on in terms of the same level of like yo we got each other that type of shit you really only see that in dance and team sports it's fucking amazing and like dance is not even like a team sport in the traditional sense like you're not going against anybody you're not trying to score unless it's a dance competition you're just yep. dancing doing it with people but it, in, in a way it's like a team sport even though you're not really trying to like score anything because it just has that same um it's like it's like sports locker room with like but like without the 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 toxicity that can come with the sports locker room like you guys are like it's like all kumbaya and Man, shit. I don't know that. <laughs> no i mean well you okay and at least in the videos you guys I look mean, like you fucking love each other yeah. though, it's like <laughs> but in those videos like someone's in front right Right. You yeah. know, and when you see yeah. those videos, they're usually from a class of 50 people, but yeah. you're only seeing 12. Yeah. So there's the competition yeah. within a class. That, that is something that's come up um, over the last few years, especially as choreographers and studios have started to build a presence with content creation of having their class videos, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and that's become a big part of the conversation is like the the sanctity of class time. Yeah, yeah. And like, I mean, imagine, you know, you're in a class and then for half of it, they're like, we're going to film you and put it on the internet. Yeah. Like yeah. that changes Damn. your learning environment. Yeah. And so dance now you're having to go in like your training opportunities mm-hmm. now, I feel like aren't even training opportunities mm-hmm. because you're doing the real damn mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's a different change that's happened. Um, yeah. And so, like, yes, dancers are extremely supportive of each other, but, like, 
you're fine for that spot. Yeah. And then also when we talk about like the commercial side of it, I mean, you're auditioning for that role. You're auditioning for that part. Yeah. You're auditioning for that place in the company. Um, you're you're going after a job just like everyone else. And yeah. so, um, you know, there are people that are of the mind like, you know, it's kumbaya and it's all love. Yeah. And But some people are like, you're between me and my money. Yeah. Um, so that's a real thing too. Well, I mean, so, I mean, going off Showgirls of- is very real sometimes. <laughs> real <laughs> oh man it's always funny seeing like um you know i only say this just because they'll be so critical of of the the, the girls and shit um uh at least the, the show that i'm i'm thinking of uh but like like um you know seeing like a very heavy set uh mom telling like a um uh what what's the, the the one show that everyone knows dance moms um dance moms yeah yeah, yeah. like like um, sorry, because what you said about showgirls made me think of that, and 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 uh, seemed like a very heavy set mom like tell like an eleven year old to like put down the chips. <laughs> just seeing one, even if she wasn't, that's just fucked up. Yep. But like the, the, like the <laughs> we're talking about that thing, it's like we were talking the about hypocrisy. the body. Yeah. You have people literally yeah. scrutinizing your body. Yeah. From the time you're a child. Yeah. That's fucked. Yeah. That's really fucked. Like, and people, and that's the thing, it's yeah. built into it. Yeah. So people can just come up to yeah. you and talk to you about you, yeah. about how you look, how they think you look, yeah. what you should look like, what you shouldn't look like, yeah. unsolicited. And that's, and you're just supposed to smile and be like, thank you. I've got a crazy amount of respect uh, for, for you guys. Like, I feel like I, I, I've known this, but to be aware of it, um, like, you know, you guys are, are like the ultimate fucking person in, in the arts because social media is a big part of dance now and getting out there, um, certain dances and shit. You know, we'll, we'll talk about TikTok in a little bit and all that bullshit. And, um, well, yeah, yeah. And, and uh, what, what else? You guys, your nutrition has to be on point so that the fitness has to be on point so that the dance has to be on point. You got to look good. You got to be on top of your social media marketing game and all that shit. You like, can't put down being a dancer. If you're yeah, a dancer, this, you are a dancer 24-7. Yeah, that's insane. Like, like being Every a dancer decision is like you seven make, jobs. It is. Every, <laughs> and the like, thing is that like people don't even think about is the amount of control, the amount of work, the amount of like planning that goes into like being a human that is a dancer, especially when you're talking about your body being your moneymaker, mm -hmm. you know, uh, you can't just go, Hey guys, let's go surfing today. Yeah. Jesus. Let's go skillboarding. Let's go skiing. No, Yeah. I can get injured. That's going to fuck with my money Yeah. or I'm under contract. That is literally a breach of my contract. Yeah. yeah. Like you can't do that. Yeah. Uh, let's go to this dinner. I have to think about like, what that means. Where am I this yeah. week? Am I good? I mean, there are still parts of the industry um, that have weigh-ins that have, you have to fit your costume this exact same way. Are you in breach of contract? Yeah. You know? Yeah. So you have to make those, um, considerations. And then also yeah. like, because you're so in tune with your body, having slight changes to your body changes how you move through space. Um, and so having control over that, you know, your body becomes a tool and you treat it as such. Um, and people don't think about that <laughs> often. Yeah. And so you have to be in control of a lot of things and be, making sure that you are maintaining or enhancing or whatever yeah. 
um, based on these standards that are pretty arbitrary. But you're doing that work also all the time. Yeah. You can't, because everything you do can affect it. So, mm-hmm. yeah. It's fucking insane. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm like, I feel like bad for not like really... Uh, it's again. I've been like aware of, of of it, but it's like, yo, like, wow, yeah, you guys are fucking superheroes of arts. Like, because I look, I, I, I mean, I eat well mostly, but I don't have to like worry about appearance or really anything about it as as a um, orchestral classical musician or a studio musician. You, know, you got to really think about that shit and think about um, having to be reviewed. And then in half of your review, isn't about your playing. Yeah. It's just about how you looked. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Okay. Well, I, 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 man, there's, there's, there's more, but uh, I think here is a good uh, place to, to take a break. Um, but yeah, yeah, we'll be back. Cool. Yay. Yeah. Awesome. Well, yeah, we're, we're back. Um, yeah. No, so uh, for people listening, I, I like normally, um, like with like most of these, um, I guess episodes, it's usually, I'm like, usually not like, so Q and a, but like, I'm, this is just me. Like you guys are just hearing me. Like I'm anything I've ever wanted to know about dance or just on my mind. It's just so cool that you're able to answer all this. So enough about like, you know, like the state of dance and like it on a larger level, but you know, I would want to hear, I guess just, um, I ask this to all artists, but the the origin story in terms of why dance, what did it mean to you growing up? What was it for you growing up? And just like, just why? Hmm. Um, it was freedom for me as a kid. Um, it was freedom and it was a way for me to find my voice. Um, yeah, I mentioned earlier, I had a lot of energy um, and my parents like put them in something. Um, and so, yeah, it was dance and it was sports. Um, yeah, I just always, 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 always was dancing. Um, whenever we'd be at like parties or weddings or family functions, I literally, as a little kid, some of my earliest memories were like mm-hmm. people getting around me and making a circle and like hyping oh. me up. And I would be like dancing in the middle of all the people. Um, I was that kid. Um, it's like, I remember my parents joking that like they would get invited to weddings for that reason. Yeah. Like, are you bringing your son? That type of a thing. Yeah. Um, and then like I would watch TV and I mean, being a 90s kid, it's like I was raised alongside MTV and like all those music videos. So yeah. I would watch them on VHS. I would record them and then I would replicate them. Um, I would be Janet Jackson and Michael Jackson and Paula Abdul and wow. you name it, like in my living room. Um all of it, like, yeah, I don't know. I just was always dancing. I even like would copy. Um, I would watch sports, sports with the quotation. No, they're sports. Uh, gymnastics and ice skating, and yeah. I would learn those routines. I would record those. Like, I was just that kid that, like, oh. if there was movement in something, I would mm-hmm. watch it and I would learn it, and mm-hmm. I would like have to do it. I would record it on mm-hmm. VHS. I'll watch it over and over mm-hmm. again. Um, I would do that with like concert videos. I would do that with anything that came on TV. Um, yeah, and so my parents put me in dance um, and I just started taking more of, I guess, formalized training, um, which was fun for me. And then like when I got older, I played soccer competitively mm. alongside dance. Um, I also played tennis um, and dabbled in other sports, but um, it was always dance and soccer was my other sport. And I got to a place when I was in high school 
where with my dance training and with my soccer, um, I guess, career, I guess, it was kind of like my coaches and my teachers were like, you kind of have to choose because going back to the body, they're like, your musculature is going to go in one way or the other. You're at that age and you either need to train to have a quote unquote, like long lean dancer body, or you need to train to have like a strong legged, <laughs> like fast, yeah. quick twitch uh, yeah. soccer body. Um, and also it was like, you're just at that point where you have yeah. to give your energy to one or the other. Um, and I chose dance because yeah. I was that kid too. When I played sports, um, when I played soccer, I was a fullback usually, or a mid, a mm. uh, fullback or a mid. And if the ball was on the other side of the field, I would literally be dancing. <laughs> I would be in my own world and everyone would be oh, like, what the should, fuck is he doing? That should be more of a thing though. Everyone would be like, what the fuck is he doing? And like, I would be chilling. People like yelling at me, but like when the ball came in my vicinity, I would literally shut it down. Yeah. And that was the thing that was funny to me. It's like, God, I got called every name under the sun as a kid. Yeah. Um, but like, it never bothered me because I could hold my own in other things. Right. Yeah. It's like, so yeah, I was that kid dancing in the yeah. dancing on the field, and the ball would come to me. I would destroy it. Yeah. Um. But there was that. Uh. Yeah. And then like I kept. Um. I just wanted when I was in high school. I just wanted to train more and more and more. Um. And so I started learning more styles. I went to different. I went to multiple studios. or doing conventions. I was doing that whole thing because I started being interested and started seeing that I could make a career of it. Um. Spoke to a lot of like mentors and people that helped me on my journey and were just connecting with people and giving me opportunities um, to assist, to just see dance in new settings um, and just open my eyes. Um, got introduced to folks um, like at the collegiate dance level at different dance programs who gave me mentorship and I decided to pursue my Bachelor of Fine Arts in Dance. Um, I went to Chapman University in Orange County mm. um, to get my BFA in dance, um, which was a great experience for me. Um, learned a lot. I really started to find my voice as a choreographer. Mm -hmm. um, and then I also started to get into arts administration because I realized that there was this whole, um, like what is the industry outside of being a performer? And that opened my eyes to that. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just, when I started working, when I graduated from school, um, I graduated in 2008 into <laughs> the market crash. Uh, so, uh -huh. so being a professional dancer, graduated with a BFA in dance performance in 2008 was real cute. Um, and so <laughs> I quickly started realizing that I would, I wanted, I made a choice that like, I wanted to work in dance for the rest of my life and to some extent. Um, but I also decided that like, if I didn't have to, um, or as much as I could, I wouldn't work in like other industries, like my backup jobs weren't going to be non-dance related. Mm -hmm. And so that's when I started doing arts administration. Some of my first jobs out of school were, um, I like managed a ballroom dance studio. Um, and then I was also like a coordinator and assistant for a prominent um, choreographer and dance company, um, artistic director, mm -hmm. um, were like my first jobs alongside auditioning. Um, yeah, I just um, did a little bit of everything. I moved to New York when I... Um, started dancing and also the thing that's crazy too when I think back on it like I was young when I did all of this um I graduated from high school when I was 16 um and so I started school at 16 graduated at 20 and so that's when I started my wow. career at 20 yeah. um couldn't drink yet <laughs> but moved to New York yeah. and was running around like a crazy person doing my thing um wow. book jobs and like New York and LA and Salt Lake City dance with a company in Salt Lake City Got to work in like Vegas and um, Utah, got to tour Europe with them, work with dance companies, moved back to LA, work with dance companies in LA, 
did the commercial thing, got signed, all that stuff. Oh. Went on tour um, with Wicked the Musical, which I did off and on for years and years. Um, yeah, and then when I wasn't performing, I was doing arts administration. I did everything from, you know, coordinating and producing new work to like um, marketing, communications, and ticket sales. Um, to like wrangling volunteers for organizations, grant writing, fundraising. I did a little bit of all of it. Um, so I did that in tandem with my performance career. My like last hurrah as a performer, I toured with Wicked as Dance Captain, which was my last um, performance stint, which was what, 2016 to 2018? Um, um, and 2018, ironically, was the first year in my whole career I had my first like major injury where I like had to stop what I was doing. Um, I tore my adductor longus, which is like an inner thigh muscle. Mm. It just separated from the pelvis, just popped straight off. Um, Jesus. Yeah, and they couldn't reconnect it or anything, so it had to heal on its own. So I had like six months of rehab and was out of the show, off of the road, and decided within that time that I wanted to transition back to being in LA. And it taught me that I wasn't invincible and that... Um, I wanted to be more empowered by um, not having this, like, what if of my body. Mm. Um, yeah, I wasn't empowered by that. And yeah. so, yeah, I feel like also in general with my, like, dance practice, it's like you get told no so much. Um, you get told what's wrong so much, what you need to fix, all of those things. And, like, dance for me was always a space where, like, regardless of that, um, I knew how to make my voice heard. Mm -hmm. Um, and I was always empowered by that. But for some reason, with that injury and where I was in my life, um, I didn't feel empowered. Mm -hmm. I felt trapped. I mm -hmm. felt um, controlled. I felt confined. I felt like a lot of things were out of my control, mm -hmm. um, not just with the injury, but also with where I was in my career. Um, seeing that as you want to like rise up higher and higher, it's, it's not up to you. It has nothing to do with mm -hmm. your talent. It has nothing mm -hmm. to do with your work ethic. It has to do with the gatekeeping and all of those things. And, you know, look, taking a look around at like who's in charge and who's making yeah. decisions and why. Yeah. And who's backing you. Exactly. And looking around and being like, Oh wait, this is not, this ain't it. Um, so yeah, for me, I, I left performing to be on the other side of things full time. Um, and which is where I'm at now. And I'm really fortunate in that I get to be in this cool space of making things and supporting artists, but then also working with students as an instructor to help shape and mold the minds and bodies of the next generation to kind of hopefully do things better um, so that they have better experiences. Mm -hmm. And even if they don't have better experiences, give them the tools and the knowledge to know that um, if something isn't right, um, if something does speak to the things I did speak about that I experienced in the past, they will be able to speak up. They will be able to speak out. They will be able to shine light on it. They'll be able to call in instead of call out, um, be active in making the change instead of just um, letting it happen. Mm -hmm. um, and being empowered in doing so and knowing that saying no or putting your boundaries out there um, are just as important to working for you as it is to, like that person you're working for. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so that's kind yeah. of where I'm at. And, and that that's so cool because dance involves everything uh, in that because dance is so big, you probably got people making, you know, a living doing marketing for dancers, Correct. doing nutrition for dancers, uh, fitness regimen specifically for dancers and the genres within dance. Like 
there's it's cool that being a part of something a community like this there are still so many roles you can be a part of um that impacts the overall result of of the culture the industry um you can be someone who like i don't know does some crazy shit in the nutrition world that makes dancers lives easier in that way obviously you being in administrate on the administration side being able to uh fight for uh black and brown uh um uh students and of dance um and and like literally being able to use your voice in that or influence like there's still so many just like music and in terms of there's so many things surrounding it there's still roles that that you can play uh, a massive part in in like the outcome of it all and um yeah, that's just so cool because I, 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 you're one of the few people I know in the arts that um, have had uh, 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 a suc- like a very successful um, uh, in terms of performance career, and then also like being able to to smoothly um, have an impact on on things outside of the performance itself. Um, it's fucking cool, man. I have been yeah. very, very fortunate to be in that position, mm-hmm. and I don't take it lightly. Mm-hmm. You know, it's something that I ran into often at the, I guess, the midpoint of my career as like things started to take off for me more as an administrator. Mm-hmm. I had this like weird imposter syndrome, but also like all those things that I talked about the perception of dance and what being a dancer is, yeah. and being in settings where I literally had to like, I mean, I went to therapy about it. it I mean, it became a yeah. big deal for me with like the title. What do I call myself? You know, and when I was performing, it was easy. But then when I wasn't, am I a dancer still? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, my answer now is yes. And you will always be a dancer and all yeah. those things. But, you know, um, professionally, I did have a moment. I had a few years where like someone would ask me what I, who I was or what I did. And I would tamp down... Um, I wouldn't directly say I am a dancer or I would say I was a dancer Mm -hmm. uh, because of all of those negative connotations that I would see from people. You know, if I'm in a space, you know, and also that's the thing too, working um, in the spaces I have, you know, I've worked with a lot of predominantly white institutions, um, been adjacent or even had the power to do gatekeeping myself with like producing or curating, you know, being able to get out resources, contracting, um, collaboration, all that type of stuff. Um, in those settings, like I mentioned, I mean, the nonprofit um, ecosystem or even dance, it's like I'm usually not only the only male in a position that I'm in, I'm usually the only queer person, I'm also mm. usually only the only black person. Yeah. And so um, I have to be able, and so for me with being a dancer on top of that, it was like, I could see like people look at me differently. Mm. It was like, why are you? Because there's always like the, I mean, the look of why are you here in the first yeah, place? Yeah. Um, and then it's like, I, I was a dancer. I am a dancer. And it's like, it's that <laughs> good for you type of yeah. thing. And so I found myself not being taken as seriously. Yeah. Uh, but over the years with a lot of work and support from people in the community of giving that validation of like, that makes me me. Um, and I wear that title proudly, like I am a dancer, um, and what that means. And I think that's like, speaks to everything we've talked about. It's like the not realization of most people of like what it means really to be a dancer Mm -hmm. and also to do it at a high level 
to maintain that, to make a living at that. Yeah. Like that is nothing to scoff at. Yeah. That is nothing to belittle. And I think people yeah. do so often. And I can even imagine um, the barriers it can create uh, in terms of the come up uh, as a kid. Um, I imagine studios uh, probably aren't cheap. Uh, teaching is, is not cheap. Um, or, you know, traveling for dance competitions, just like all the stuff that I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to like think of it from a music standpoint where like, you know, uh, buying the instrument yep. already fucking eliminates a, a large group of people who just can't do yep. that. Um, signing up for the private lessons every yep. week, like now, right, as, as we add to the bill, it knocks out a lot more people. So with what you're doing, um, you know, shout out to music admin people, um, dance admin, just basically arts and all arts administration, uh, especially if you're, you know, uh, making it, uh, uh, making the, 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 how do do you say like the playing ground, like a little, a little bit more fair, you know, trying to, yeah, trying to, yeah. And I think that's the thing. We're at a place where it's like, we are not shot down for like, just shining a light on the issues and pointing at it and being like, Hey, Here's a disparity. Here's a gap. Um, I feel like before um, it would be kind of, I don't want to say like you get gaslit, but I mean, that mm-hmm. still happens, of course. But like, you know, things are minimized. Things are glossed over. Like, oh, yeah, totally. We'll work on mm-hmm. that. Um, I feel like now there is more, at least, a, I mean, like I said, I have not seen the changes yet, but the conversation is mm-hmm. able to be mm-hmm. had mm-hmm. with less um, pushback. Yeah. Uh, which is progress. It's not the progress I want, yeah. but it is progress. Yeah. Isn't, isn't it? Isn't it frustrating how like the belief that something is a problem and that being like the first fucking step oh to my solving God. it? Oh it, my like, God! How difficult it is to just just get to past get people that. there is impossible. Yeah, and exhausting. Yeah, and also speaks to like that's not the work we should be doing. We have other work we should be doing because we didn't make the system. They did, and yeah. they should be doing the work. Yeah, but here we are. Yeah. Um, oh shit! That's a whole that's episode. A whole episode. <laughs> Child, I know. <laughs> Um, but like, yeah, I don't know. It's just, yeah, I, there's just, I'm just always interested in finding the ways that we can bring people in and then like, just kind of minimize those barriers and minimize the harm. It's like, I acknowledge that like there, we're not going to be in a world or a space where there's going to be no harm because the systems are still there and it's still based on the same bullshit. So how can we minimize that? Um, I don't want to gloss over like, oh, we're going to make these things go away. No, they're not going to go away yeah, yeah. Um, because we have not changed the system. Yeah, yeah, but, and it's, yeah you're, you're a part of society. Right. So like you can't go any faster than exactly. the fucking world. Exactly. So, and so it's like you make the changes you can. Um, and I think for me with like how I approach leadership is just being able to, I think of myself as an advocate first. Um, and then I think of myself as, I think of myself as being in service of. Mm-hmm. Um, and so with like my company, you know, with Ellie Knebrenet's company as managing director, my, I'm in service of and in support of artistic director and her vision and what she wants to see. My community action manager, my media manager, all the dancers in the company, each board member, even anyone in the community that comes to us, um, it's my job to um, make it easier for them to engage with the art um, in whatever they want to. And that's my job. I see uh-huh. that as being my job. Um, and so if that means we need to have more money, more, you know, funds mm-hmm. to do so, uh, space, um, opportunity, whatever those things mm-hmm. are, I will chase those things down mm-hmm. accordingly. Um, but I definitely view leadership as an opportunity to serve mm-hmm. and an opportunity to listen, like deeply, actually yeah. listen. Yeah, genuinely. And then yeah. do what you can 
to get there, to fill the gap. Yeah. Because I acknowledge, like, you know, of course, everyone wants to make more money. Everyone wants more. Everyone wants more of everything. No. Um, but because of where we are in the world, you know, it's like resources are limited. But my job is like, how can I maximize those resources yeah. to be able to at least move the needle a little bit towards what everyone is needing? Yeah. And for people listening that aren't like I'm I have not had extensive experience in the arts administration world. I'm still very much in the performance side of things. Um, but the very little that I know is that um, part of the wor- part of the reason why this type of shit is frustrating is because um, the meetings, like <laughs> people will feel like the work has been done like after meeting to solve the problem. Like, you know, it'll, it'll be like, okay, we talked about it. Or we listened. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> like doing the actual work after the fucking meeting, that is, yeah. And um, don't do it in the dark. Yeah, because you get you get these fucking like, oh, you know, we had a seminar about yep. this problem. We had this fucking thing. Yes. And it's like, you know, it, it ends when the clapping ends too. Shit. It's the equivalent you know? of thoughts and prayers. Yeah, literally. Literally. Yeah. So so it's it's weird because um though the conversation is necessary, and that is the first step. Um when have you when do you decide when uh, we've been sitting on the first step too long some people still haven't gotten to that first step but some people have just been on it for a long time we've just been talking about it we've just like every year we have like two three fucking seminars we bring in like some you know name any fucking like uh black person or person of whatever marginalized community that can like you know put up a powerpoint and say here are the things in the way of the community yeah we do that three times a year what are we actually fucking doing? Box checked. Yeah. Exactly. What are we actually doing? Uh-huh. So I think it's that, I mean, we're in that time. I know for me personally, mm-hmm. I mean, to be very frank, I'm I'm not renewing a contract with um, the place that I work for currently mm-hmm. because of that. Mm-hmm. Um, having had the year that we've had, having been in all of the meetings, yeah. all of the trainings, all of the things, doing all of the work on behalf of my predominantly white institution for people in other positions of power on their behalf, helping them, um, being aware of how this, what this, like doing the changes, like don't say that because this is what that means. I mean, so, yeah, doing all yeah. of that type of work Been there. and then being in spaces a year later where as we start to talk about reopening all of that seems to have been forgotten and people just want to go back, um, literally. Mm -hmm. And so um, for me personally, like I said, I've made the choice. When I see those things, I'm making the choice to not give it any more energy. It might, you know, um, I'll lose money because it's a Mm -hmm. contract gone or not Mm -hmm. being renewed. However... Um, that's not worth it to me anymore. Mm-hmm. And also like the headache and that work and doing the work yeah. and not seeing um, the changes that I want to see, yeah. which when we're all really, let's be real, we're asking for the bare minimum. Yeah. Um, even just acknowledgement is um, not worth it for me. Yeah. So that's where I'm at in my journey where I'm like, you know what? I mean, I've always kind of been that way. If I'm in an environment or a work environment, mm-hmm. I will let my... Mm-hmm. Um, 
displeasure be known mm -hmm. specifically why i'll mm -hmm. speak to the instances I'm like this is what occurred this is what not what did not occur here's the support i did not receive here is why he'll just like all the things yeah i'm out um i've i've always done that in my career so yeah i think it's just doing that more mm -hmm. and like i said it's like the calling in instead of calling out and like uh, acknowledging like where i fit in it and it's like I'm not going to choose to engage with people that are at a certain place because mm -hmm. I've tried yeah. and I've been giving and open and all of those things, but it's like, I only have so much to give. Yeah. And so let me guard my energy and put it into things and spaces that like yeah. are going to have, it's weird to say like are going to have a return or at least I have a, at least an ounce of faith <laughs> Yeah. that it will be heard sure. and acknowledged and like put into practice yeah. in some way. Yeah, bare minimum is is being a part of something where it's like, well, fuck it, like at least I can see some effort being made. Exactly. Uh, see some progress, you know, you criticizing the pace of the progress is the second step, but with so many people not even wanting to like begin yep. that road yep. um, and just, you know, trying to be as uh, ignorant as long as they possibly can. Yep. Um, I hear you. I, I hear you. It's, it's, it's a little... With you know, with music, um, obviously the art itself is different, but the politics of it, it, it sounds exactly fucking same. So, yeah, and and you know what? I guess to to uh, to close out, what I will ask you is like, what do you what do you hope to see um, as things start to come back? In and I and I've struggled to ask this question because I, I feel like you have to understand where it was prior to the pandemic I, I, I feel like every industry has things that they realized about themselves that perhaps they want to keep want to change what have you seen in terms of like ways this has impacted dance whether certain communities and dance or dance as a whole what do you hope to see when things get back to where you know quote-unquote normal I think it's that acknowledgement and credit situation um, I think more work can be done about teaching the history of dance, especially in this country. Yeah. Um, the, the right way. Correct. And not erasing contributions yeah. um, by Black folks, by Latinx folks, by Asian folks, by Indigenous folks. Um, that's important. Um, and finding ways to not only acknowledge and give credit but also, in my opinion, financially um, support that work because it's been we found mechanisms to do that for others. So why can't we do it in this um, in this day and age with this art form? Um, also, I'm really interested in just continuing to find ways and support artists and champion folks that like are about blowing up the system or the idea. Yeah. Um, I want more. Um, non-binary and trans artists. Yeah. I want more artists of the global majority doing work from their cultural perspective. Um, I want more focus and attention put on um, humanity and not ability, yeah. um, especially in dance spaces. How can we make how can we decenter wellness and health in dance and center just humanity and bodies dancing? Period. Yeah. Um, yeah. Those are the things that I'm interested in exploring. And um, yeah, yeah. Well, 
Dude, I mean, from the work you describe you're, you're doing now, um, obviously uh, putting your, your money where your mouth is, which is not fucking easy at all. We all have bills. We all got shit to do. But to believe in anything uh, passionately, passionately enough to um, put what is best for you as an individual to the side, um, yeah, nothing short of admirable. Uh, and I, it sounds like you're already on the way to, um, you know, it's it's impossible to say that any one person can fix these issues. All you can really hope for is that, like, the role you play in it moved it forward. And, like, with the work that you're doing, man, uh, it's it's journeys like these, people like you that, you know, Whenever you're you you're gone from this earth, something that can be said, you pushed pushed it forward. You know, it's really all you can put on yourself. So, yo, my mind is just blown with how much dance shit I I like. This is this is so cool because I I, I for me I um I can't get into stuff until I understand like the world of it. Right. It's hard for me to get into shit until I, I just want to know like what's uh, going on. So to people listening, this will definitely be the first of many, I guess, like dance surrounded episodes. Now this is just something I just want to just want to know more, especially yeah. from you know the minds of, of of you guys in it. So yeah, and there's so many different. That's thing. It's like like anything. There's so many different um, vantage points and yeah. perspectives and you know, other people you'll talk to have completely different experiences yeah. or will champion the same thing. So it's really interesting. Yeah. yeah and I think it's really cool um, that you're bringing in dancers' voices. Oh, yeah, dude. Um, yeah, and expanding on. Yeah. I mean, also it's that thing too where all of this, especially if we're talking about for the arts, it's like there's a universality with all of it, right? Yeah. There are these larger truths, these larger things that we can learn from the art form. So I think, you know, having dance in the canon in the conversation is just as important like everything else. Yeah. Man, it's amazing. Um, yeah, so I, if you're like me and didn't know shit about dance at all before this, now you know the the. I mean, the, I I just I love this that to to get like that general insight because everything we we've discussed, you can go so much deeper in. Absolutely. You know, so obviously, like we, I, I feel like we hit so many aspects of it and. Hopefully with future episodes, there's like certain one of those where we can just like spend the whole time discussing perhaps like that dilemma in the dance world or that thing to celebrate in the dance world. It's not always problems, yeah. you know? There's great um, things, yeah. Yeah, so um, on that note, thank you guys for listening. Uh, this is a song called Life. Uh, we had Napoleon today. Um, yeah, this is great. So thank you guys and peace. Peace.